How's the little graham cracker? He's doing great, Chris. I love the little graham cracker. Um, I've, obviously, we have plans for his birthdays from here until the rest of our lives, and that involves a graham cracker cake of some sort or s'mores or... I don't know. Although he was actually born on National Perfect. Donut Day. Oh, yeah. Okay. That opens up some possibilities. Here's a question. Is National Donut Day tied to that specific date or is it one of those holidays that it's like the third Thursday in June? That's a good question. I'm fairly certain it is tied to that specific date, but I could be wrong. You know what? No, I, I get to decide. It's my kid. It's National Donut Day every day with him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How old is he now? Uh, he is, by the time this episode drops, he'll be about three months. Okay. That's what I was going to guess, which I was holding up three fingers. I don't know if you saw that. You were looking up in contemplation. Time is such a weird thing that like, there's part of me that could have totally seen it being way longer, but I was guessing three months. It's not at all linear time that is, but we've been through that. We've actually covered time a lot on this show. And speaking of time, Chris, this is a quick tip. So we don't have a whole lot of it. We like to keep these episodes really short. Have you seen Zootopia? Is that, that that's Zootopia? I've seen the movie. The I didn't remember. Oh, yeah. That sloth is so adorable. Yeah. We can just go ahead and start talking faster now, I suppose, Phil. <laughs> One of the underlying themes of this show has been taste as you go. And it's kind of a fun way of figuring out what you're doing as you're doing it seeing what a dish might need, what is it too spicy, is it too salty, does it need more of one thing or another, and the only way to do that is to taste as you go. Yeah, because if we realize that we've screwed up before we actually give it to our families, then we might have a slight chance at fixing it, is my thought process behind that. Exactly. But what about a situation where you're dealing with raw meat? Say a recipe calls for ground beef, and you don't really know what that tastes like. Do you, Chris... Just risk it, risk the foodborne illnesses for the sake of a happy family? Uh, I, I do. I do prefer to lick my uh, chicken breasts just to, to try the, you know, the marinade, see see how, like, thoroughly integrated that marinade is. Doesn't Rue love raw chicken? You could just ask her. She eats anything, though, Phil. I think that's really kind of what we got at when she was eating, like, the little funky chicken pad. We'll call it the chicken pad. The thing at the bottom of the chicken container that absorbed all the, oh, That's the disgusting. <laughs> there, there was a moment of realization there. Well, I don't have a dog, so I can't rely on my adorable little pup to tell me whether or not the raw meat is good or bad. There's a better way. You take a little bit of that raw beef or chicken or, you know, whatever it is you're working with and throw it in the frying pan and you cook it. Just like a little bit. I was just going to say, you cook it first. That makes so much sense. Okay. Like as soon as you were saying that, it was like light bulb. It's pretty Thanks, remarkable. Phil. Yeah. You just take like a tablespoon of the ground beef and fry it up and see if it's good. And if it is, great. If it's not, serve Too it bad. to your family anyways. And if it's totally unedible, pizza. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Rue. Daddy's getting pepperoni. Oh, oh, oh. 